The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. King of the Moondoggers, and it's time again for another of your favorite rock and roll sessions as you enjoy the Moondog Show. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. Thought I'd shake things up this morning, Carrie. I thought you'd pick a patriotic song, Mark. Well, you know, Cleveland was rocking this week, Carrie, with President Biden mm. making news in Cleveland. Ooh. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> you didn't listen to the No, I President can't listen Biden to speech? him talk. I just can't. I read the headlines about it. I can't listen to him. It's a Biden hot tax summer, Carrie. Yeah. It's a Biden something. All right. Come on, man. So you found financial food for thought. So we're taping the show, actually, at the kickoff of the Memorial Day weekend on mm-hmm. Friday morning. Beautiful weather outside. May if it uh, could have only been like like this earlier in the week. Yeah. But uh, so I don't know. Maybe it will dry out by Sunday. Here? I, don't know. I hope so. So, we, but President Biden was. You know, it's, it's interesting. He chose Tri C to kind of kick off his budget, a mere six trillion dollars, Kerry. And a, a lot of people are saying, well. They're concerned about it. But, Carrie, you know what I've already said about the POTUS budget? It's worthless. It's meaningless. Right. But anyways. That's why who cares? I mean. <laughs> but let's hear I've... what he had to say, if I can get this done. 75. 75% of seniors, black, white, Hispanic, across the board. Let's talk about the vaccine. vaccine. I didn't win the vaccine million, Carrie. Oh, okay. Just to let you know. Well, aren't they going to do it multiple times? Well, it's true. I didn't win the first week. I'm going to win next week. You're right. If I'm not here next week, you know why. Okay. Getting lives back. American economy is coming back. And that's the second reason we're on the move. I committed to an approach of building an American economy. A A different economy. Build back better. There is his build, build back, back build better, Carrie. Remember the triple Bs. That approach recognizes that we do all do better. We all do well. And the best way to grow our economy is from the bottom up and the middle out. You know, I don't have anything against, against anybody in Wall Street. I don't have anything against anybody making a million bucks. There you go. Wall Street did not build this country. Oh. The middle class built this country. There we go. Middle class. The unions built the middle class. Mm. That's a fact. And the approach to recognize that at this time, when we rebuild the middle class, we have to bring everybody along, regardless of their background, regardless of their religion, regardless of their race. That's the approach reflected in the American Rescue Plan, which my friends in the Congress. Get then he just kind of loses steam, doesn't he? Is anyone still with him? No, I wasn't with him when he started. Americans got a rescue payment of fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, he got the stimulus check. Okay, so he goes on and on and on. It was a kind of a long speech, but one of the one of the quotes is he said that you know now is the time to build upon the foundation that we laid to make bold investments and our families, and our communities, and our nation. We know from history that these kinds of investments raise both the floor 
and the ceiling over the economy for everybody. So it's 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 the democratic you know way, Carrie. You know, go big. You know, before you go home, because they may all be going home come midterm elections uh, next hope. year. Let's hope. Um, they may all went home for the weekend, the long weekend. You know, is we have, of, we have so many problems. I just don't think they have the right to take a vacation. I'm sorry. A lot of people were questioning why was he going to release the budget. On the Friday, going into a holiday three-day weekend, mm, Be- because no one's listening. The, probably, he's uh, not the brightest. All right, get us started. Here. Oh, happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone, and good morning. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. And we're here every Saturday morning on fourteen twenty a.m. between nine and ten, here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact you, whether you're working or already retired, um, knowing what steps to take, be aware of potential changes that may require you, or you may want to take steps to take advantage of things that we have today that may go away in the future to put yourself in a better position. Um, We are sponsored by the estate planning team, who is an Ohio registered affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm it's been around Cleveland more than 35 years through good and bad times and certainly helped people. It started with the, um, the estate planning team because uh, at that time we had a federal exemption of 600000 Ohio had an estate tax. It was a different world. And when people who were coming to us then who retired had great pensions, health care was covered. And certainly over time that has changed dramatically. And now people, I think more than ever, need to be proactive when it comes to their financial life. And that's true if you're working or in retirement. And we offer a free no obligation consultation for someone to see about our process, how we're different and what value we may be able to provide you. And we actually do some preliminary analysis for the free consultation. If you provide us information ahead of time, we're doing those by phone and happily to do those in person if you choose. And that analysis shows you maybe opportunities where you're headed based on what you're current thinking. Are you in the ballpark as far as potential retirement dates? Or now that I've retired, a lot of times people get worried about their spending wages end. they want to spend, they see maybe these assets, but how do you create that income tax efficiently? And we're not investment advisors. Um, We do look at people's assets in terms of what growth rate they need for their plan to last. Um, And that's certainly an important piece. And the tax efficiently, it's about net benefit to you, net spendable dollars. And you can take advantage of a free consultation. I have a Memorial Day special on the website. If you call us, we'll call you Tuesday. We'll give you that incentive, which is both on hourly and comprehensive retainer fees if you decide to use any of our services. And to take advantage of the free consultation, call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, so a lot of economic news this week, mm-hmm. Carrie, right? We got GDP figures. We got a, a pretty good jobless claims report. That's going in the right direction. And then, of course, we had Joe Biden announcing his budget, mm-hmm. which rocked the world. Not only rocked Cleveland, rocked the world because it's big dollars. Now, I don't put a lot of credence in presidential budgets, doesn't matter which party is in the White House. They, mm-hmm. they, the budgets are quite meaningless. We keep saying it's the power of the purse is in Congress, right, and mm-hmm. Senate, and, and that's really what it's going to come down to. But we'll talk a little bit about what was in President Biden's budget because the way they are going to spin it is that this is what America wants. Hmm, I don't know what America he's talking to. Well, America wants free college. They want free child care. They want. No, I think it's not free. Anything that's free ends up costing more. I'm sorry. That's reality. But it's going to cost the other people more, not me, Carrie. Well, I mean, I think there's just some accountability that people have to take. And I, I don't know. I don't I don't like it. And I think you should work hard for what you want. He called it the uh, blue collar blueprint for America. Mm-hmm. He, he's into the bees, isn't he? Or is that just my imagination? Yeah, I can think of some bees that would be appropriate for I mean, Biden. Biden. I mean, he was the build back better. You know, then it was now it's the blue collar blueprint. He he I, he, he likes those bees. But yeah, so yeah, busy but, bees. But he's also making some decisions that aren't really helping the blue collar workers. 
Well, and a lot of people are or saying making comments about changes. And a lot of people say, well, the reason why he's coming out with his budget on a holiday weekend when no one's listening is because he doesn't want to draw focus or attention to the current U.S. debt, right? Mm. Standing at $28 trillion right now. Mm, um, it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, run, because his budget runs $1.8 trillion ongoing deficits. Mm-hmm. That, that's on top of the tax increases that might not get passed. You know, six trillion is the budget for the upcoming year. Six trillion, Gary. Wow. Um, and where is all that money going? Well, it's a it's he's combining all the plans. You know, the American Jobs Plan. You remember that's infrastructure one. Remember, there's two infrastructures plan. The American Jobs Plan that's about two point three trillion, and then the American Families Plan, which is another one point eight trillion. Then there's also another one point five trillion for the Pentagon and domestic agencies. Okay. Tax and spend, Kerry. That's kind of what he wants. Um, now, wh- what about the new spending? Well, what is that going? Okay, so $200 billion over 10 years for free preschool for any uh, three- and four-year-olds. Um, $109 billion to offer two years of free community college. Another $225 billion for subsidized child care to allow many to pay a maximum of 7% of their income for children under five. I'm sure that's going to be easily watchdog, Carrie. Let me repeat that because do you think this is getting confusing? And I want to know who is going to watchdog that rule. So, mm-hmm. so, it's, it, so apparently they want to subsidize, subsidize child care, but you would get it if, if you could prove that you're only paying a maximum of 7% of your income for children under five. That's going to be a lot of paperwork and a lot of documentation. Um, Who's going to watch? Who's the IRS? You don't think they're a little shorthanded going to give them more work. And then um, another 225 billion over 10 years to create a national family and medical leave program. Hmm. They also another 200 billion to make the recently enacted Obamacare subsidy increases permanent. Remember, we talked about that in, yeah. in the last few shows. You know, we have a lot of clients, and this is how th- this may affect you. If you are planning to retire, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, in the next couple of years, and you are pre-Medicare age 65, and you have to go out and obtain your own health care coverage, you maybe go shopping on the uh, Obamacare exchanges, right? The Affordable Health Care Act. And that may not, now a lot of people get, get worried about that, Carrie, right? In, in other words, a lot of people say, well, Mark, that's why I can't retire before age 65, right? Because I'm going to work until I can go on Medicare. But Carrie, over the decades, we've helped many, many clients who their goal was not to work to 65, and they wanted to figure out, could they afford the health care for those years leading up to 65? Well, partly the way you want to look at that is, are you eligible to get an Obamacare subsidy? Or better yet, are you in a position where you can control your taxable income for those years so that you could get the the most subsidy? Which applies. We have a lot of people who don't want to retire early. They're maybe before Social Security or they were thinking about taking Social Security at 62. Maybe they want to delay it make some room on their tax return, but they still need their cash flow. That's why planning comes into play. But a lot of people we know don't are worried about working longer, even if they don't like their job and they'd work part time because of the health care. Right. Because if they've ever if you've ever seen a price tag for health care for people under 65, it's pricey. Yeah, it's, it's sticker shock. But it, have, do you know how to work with your CPAs? And you're, whoever you're working with to get the health insurance, maybe you're going on exchanges on your own. Maybe you're working with a, uh, one of the cottage industries that helps people navigate that now. It's, it's, it's becoming a very busy issue, right, with all the baby boomers retiring and, and you know, the idea of whether they're going on Medicare or they have to get health coverage before Medicare eligibility. But the idea is what – so part of the RONA uh, relief – was the idea that they increased the Obamacare subsidies, but it was only set for two years. I, be, I believe, I, I, I'm not, I have to go back and look at the law. I don't know if that's 20 and 21 or 21 and 22. I think it's 20 and 21, but don't quote me on that. I have to check the law. 
But in either case, that's what's part of now the Democrats want to make that permanent increase. So so that may come into play. Um, now, the, the issue is, all right, is there any chance that this budget ever gets implemented? And, and there's going to be a lot of blowback on it because – Right now, if if it did, <laughs> these numbers held up, the debt w- would exceed the size of the economy. And a lot of people don't think that's healthy for the long you term. You think? You think. All right. Um, Wouldn't we all like a lot of things doesn't mean it's realistic. And it would be, obviously, we haven't been this in that condition since World War II, right? Mm. Um, and we know what was Not happening. Not a good sign. Yeah. So, and, you know, it'd bring federal spending to about 25% of GDP. Mm, that's getting up there. Um, you know, so a lot of people are saying, is this really what's going to save America and save the middle class? No. I don't think so. Now, it's going to be a lot of discussion about what I'm calling the Biden's hot tax summer, right? And the way they're going to spin this is saying, yeah, but. I'm not we're not increasing the middle class tax at all. We're going to, you know, tax the corporations mm-hmm. and we're going to tax the wealthy. And a lot of people are saying now, well, do the do the Democrats even have enough votes to get that in place? I don't know. They have a very slim majority. Don't jump off the bridge yet. They have to get, you know, the, <laughs> They can only do so much with the budget, you know, uh, reconciliation, the 50 vote, you know, with Kamala being the tiebreaker. And they don't even have that big of a majority in the House, quite frankly. So we'll have to see. So one of the voices that I told you that I'm going to start listening to is Richard Neal. Carrie, remember I I said this a couple weeks ago on the show, Richard Neal. He is a Democratic Massachusetts House member, right? And he is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. And, of course, you know the Constitution says that bills, tax bills, must originate in the House. And the Ways and Means Committee, is that's who drafts them. So whoever is the chairman, it's got a pretty big job. Now, Richard Neal is kind of an interesting guy. A lot of people have never heard of him, Kerry, right? Because he, he purposely stays out of the public eye. He's not one of the Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warrens that's, that's trying to get on the 30-second sound beat every night on CNN. As a matter of fact, his nickname is kind of the insider's insider. But he's got a lot of experience, okay? And some of the quotes about him, um, you, know, is a, you know, I don't know. I don't think he has any enemies, okay? Um, and other quotes. He knows the tax code like the back of his hand. Okay, and then he also has credibility with the more moderate members of the of Congress. Okay, so uh, Richard Neal was a former mayor of Springfield, Massachusetts. So he knows, you know, he's run things before. You know, Mm -hmm. he he knows the small towns. Um, He's a former history teacher. They say he's often seen carrying a book, and 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 he always speaks to colleagues about the historical challenges that the U.S. has faced and been able to pull out of. Okay, Um, he's often heard saying that, you know, he learned a very powerful lesson from the late Edward Kennedy. And and he quotes it as saying, we don't turn down a good deal because you can't get the perfect deal. Okay. So is he going to be the one who's going to navigate, you know, and get people across the aisle to get some tax increases implemented to try to pay for some of this infrastructure? We'll see. Will he be sexful, successful or not? And one of the things, too, is a lot of people are asking me, Mark, are we going to see retroactive tax increases? Typically, I would say no, because historically that has not happened. However, <laughs> I don't know in this case. I Well, here's a headline I saw during the week. Biden plans retroactive hike in capital gains taxes. So it may mm. already be too late for investors to avoid it. Mm, that'd be dangerous. Biden cannot make tax laws. Biden plans to increase the top tax rate on capital gains to 43.4% from the 23.8% for households with income over a million dollars. There it is, Carrie. Right. Over a million dollars. Is he going to hike anyone else's? 
No, he's promised not okay. to do that. Okay, well, okay, because a politician promises. <laughs> We've heard a lot of promises. Now, and they're saying that the the the, the budget is already kind of said that uh, that it's assuming that that's already been implemented <laughs> starting in April. Um, so we'll see. Um, also, what else did the budget? Another thing I picked out of the budget is sometimes I'm I'm looking to see well what is the POTUS budget assuming the economy will be doing over the next two to three years? So this is kind of interesting because we got the GDP report, right? Mm -hmm. The first quarter, the second take of the first quarter GDP. No change from the first take. You know, so it came in at year over year 6.4%. Still, that's a huge, you know, a growth. Mm -hmm. But that's over year over year. That doesn't mean that's what's going to obviously be ongoing, you know, forever. Um so uh, the Biden's budget assumes that the economy will grow by 5.2% this year, 2021. That's substantial. That's the beach ball bounce recovery, right? Then 4.3% next year before selling to about 2% growth thereafter. Well, that's kind of disappointing. I, I don't know if we want to settle back to a 2% GDP, I don't know how that is going to sustain the the spending. If the best they think is that you know, after this beach ball bounce, this K-shaped Rona recovery, we're going to go back to a 2%. I, care, I don't know. Uh, that kind of worries me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. So I'll talk a little bit, you know, about the you know the proposed tax law changes as we go on this show we we talk all about but again i don't get too excited about presidential budgets all right that to me that's not that important it, you don't put it's any... another b word mark <laughs> no. um but but you know we had janet yellen i played a clip of janet yellen last right. week right and Remember, it was a clip where she was kind of trying to rally up the corporate CEOs to get behind Biden's plan to raise that corporate tax rate. Okay. And remember when I said it will be interesting to see um, if the corporations do that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Jamie Dimon, you know, CEO of J.P. Morgan, one of the big bad banks. So the big bad banks were in in front of the uh, one of the financial services the house financial service committee this week right? okay testifying and jamie diamond isn't ex- didn't exactly get yellen's message because while he took the opportunity while being drilled by elizabeth warren did you hear that exchange no by the way? i did not oh uh, you gotta hear it i oh if i could find that clip but um so elizabeth warren was drilling these guys because she she was trying to make the point that during the Rona recession, you know the, the the shutdown that the big banks collected four billion in overdraft fees. Whew. And she said, you, "You know, you big banks, you keep saying how you were trying to help everybody during the the pandemic shutdown, yet you collected four billion. And she specifically called out Jamie Dimon and said that the J.P. Morgan had one point four six billion. Whew. Okay. Um, well, Diamond kind of defended his bank, and he said, "Well, I don't have the number in front of me, but upon a, but upon a request, we waive the fees." Okay. And he said, "We, uh, you know, we waive the fees for customers upon request if they were under stress because of the COVID." So she said well okay so are you willing to give the fee so the people that didn't request the waiver would you give it to them now probably not they're not going to retroactively well jamie didn't even put probably in the answer carrie he said no he said no right so then she turned to the rest of the big bad the, the six other big bad bank ceos and said how about anybody else no, and it was the room was completely silent. You hear the crickets, and that's when Elizabeth Warren said, "I didn't think so." So, anyway, so that there's a lesson to learn there. If a bank ever charges you a fee for being overdrafted, the first thing you do is call and ask to is get it. Is call and say, "I want Absolutely. it." Absolutely. All right. 
What's the worst they can say? No. But oftentimes I think they will. But back to what Jamie Dimon said about Biden's corporate tax increases. Because Jamie Dimon's a smart guy. Janet Yellen's a smart person. Okay. All right. Um, So is, you know, President Biden. Now. I disagree. So apparently, so what did Jamie, okay, so he, he wasn't too happy uh, or, or too positive about President Biden's plan to increase the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%. And also double the 21% of the tax on global intangible, te- you know, income. He's going to, he wants to double that. I think it's currently around 10, 11%. Biden wants to put back up to 21%. And Biden wants to initiate a global corporate minimum tax of 15%. So there, it's a, it's a multi-legged mm-hmm. corporate tax increase domestically, internationally, and, and this corporate minimum tax. So Biden said, Diamond said the Biden tax, num, you know, tax number has taxes going from 21 to 28%, which was halfway back to what we think we had in 2017 before the last tax act at 35%. But the tax increase is actually four times what the decrease was in 2017. He also went on to say, if you want to have a healthy, growing, competitive America against the rest of the world, you need a global competitive tax rate. Because at the margin, capital will be retained and invested overseas. The same capital that you want retained and invested over here. He went on to add that, that, that he thinks the higher corporate tax rates will be detrimental to a lot of companies and that a better, there are better ways to raise taxes. Um, he, he said, you know, final, you know, to raise corporate income taxes right now would be a mistake for America. Right. Well, then it's going to cause consumer prices to go up. I don't know. That's the, that's a reason because we don't know what's happening. And at any point to be proactive about your financial life and take advantage of a free consultation. And that's true if you're still working and thinking about a future retirement date or if you're in retirement and want to know how to create that income, take advantage of opportunities. I had a case um, recently where I was a, a gentleman who was retired and kind of get nervous was cash reserve was getting depleted. He had um, um, Social Security already taken um, he delayed a pension cause he was 63 until 65. So this year, actually he, and the next couple of years, um, he had this window where his effective tax rate was low. So we could do IRA distributions because he had this huge company retirement plan, his deceased wife's IRA that he rolled over. So he had quite a bit in tax qualified assets. So we're looking at a plan to take money from the IRA, max out one of those lower tax brackets, and then shift the rest to a Roth conversion because also we needed to build up his cash reserve. Um, But it's a great opportunity that, you know, people don't think about because they don't look at things in that way. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of things that we look at for our clients at every piece of their financial life. And remember, we're an Ohio registered fee-based fiduciary planner, We offer that free no-obligation consultation, again, by phone or in person, and we can do preliminary analysis if you send us information ahead of time. Call the office. Um, We have the Memorial Day special, um, and you can either, we'll get back to you on Tuesday morning, or you can send an email through the website. That's 440-239-2090, or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's 440-239-2090. 239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. I know a lot of cities, I don't know if Mark, you're, they're doing, back to doing the Memorial Day parades too. And yeah, the ceremonies, I, which is great. Yeah, I think everybody's going to be out and about. You know, yeah. uh, unfortunately, the weather might not hold up, but hopefully we'll get some yeah. sunshine. Well, here's some other good news, Carrie. Okay. Did you hear about Peloton? Yes. And to, They're going to invest $400 million to build its first U.S. manufacturing facility in Troy Township, uh-huh. Ohio. Who knew? That's fantastic. Um, after vetting a number of locations, it selected a 200-acre site in Troy Township in Wood County, Ohio, to construct more than 1 million square feet of manufacturing office and an amenity space. Uh, Peloton expects to break ground later this summer, which should bring more than 2,000 jobs to the area. The facility should be up and running by 2023. Wow. 
Um, what else do they say here? Potential customers will be able to visit the Ohio facility to view its products or schedule tours to see the cycles and treadmills being made. The site will also have a fitness center for its workers. The CEO said, we believe that working out at home is the future. That is why we're investing in this facility. I hope Peloton makes it, Carrie. Right. Because they got really hot during the shutdown. When nobody could go anywhere. When all the fitness centers shut down. Right. Well, I don't know, Mark, if I've driven by some fitness centers and they're pretty packed. Well, that's the question. (laughs) Are Americans going to go back to the fitness centers or are they going to invest to be able to do that at home? I think there's going to be half and half because there's still people that like the convenience of being at home and having those classes. And, I and certainly people, do. I, and other you, people you, like you, to be with around other people, and you, especially after being isolated. You, you won't catch me dead in a fitness center, Carrie. I've got my, you know... My equipment at home and and, I, and to me it's just a, it's just the convenience right. it's so convenient just staying at home right and doing it as opposed I, I just think it's I don't know I, I mean maybe people why I don't know why I never got the why people go out to, right you know well I think it's just to like a, it's also a social thing for some people or really? gets you out of the house in a different mindset. Because like my son does, I mean, he has a workout center in his apartment cup, but he goes somewhere else and works out. And so it's more that's they, and I think it forces the com- them to do it if they get out. I mean, yeah, they, and it, I think it's more like well, he's in his twenty. The competitive, like he said, you push yourself harder when you're in front of other people. Oh, okay. You know, so I don't know. So I think it could go either way. Okay. I hope it works out. I mean, it's great for Ohio. Yeah, so do I. Although there's a lot of people hurting for jobs. Although now Ohio instituted where you have to actively look, apply. There's a whole system that you have to do in order to stay on unemployment. So hopefully some of those places that, you know, all the employers that are hurting for jobs. Look at what was it um, I heard on the new Cedar Point was hiring. I think it was like up to 20 bucks an hour with a $500 sign-on bonus if you stay for the summer. I mean... I've heard a lot of places are hurting that pay well, and they can't even and they can't even stay open seven days a week. No, and they not even all the rides are open because they can't. All right, so you listen to Mark Dolly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over thirty-five years, and we do it one plan, one family at a time. And over those decades, we've certainly talked a lot about POTUS budgets. And the fact that we don't put much credence in them. We don't mm-hmm. change financial plans based on what the president says is going to happen in his budget. All right. Whether that's tax increases mm-hmm. or free college or free child care or what have you. So we do watch what happens in Congress and we see bills, and then we see how many votes, and then we see the process, you know, the sausage making. And then, but certainly, when we do get confirmation that the tax laws have changed, then we act. Now, some people don't wait because they don't want to get caught flat-footed, like the idea that some people made maneuvers as soon as President Biden won the election. Or certainly when the Democrats won the two Georgia runoff seats. They're saying, hey, I'm going to act because I want to act before it's too late to act. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that comes into play. That's why, you know, every everybody's different. So you don't ask your neighbor if they've changed their financial plan based on proposed tax law changes. You kind of kind of sharpen your own elbows and say, do I need to be concerned of that? Because, again, if you may say, well, boy, should I am I going to be devastated by the capital gains tax increase? Well, if the if you're making over a million dollars of income in any one year, you got to be worried about it. But barring that, your capital gains tax might not change, even if the Democrats get that passed. So these are the types of help with coaching that we do for our clients. And we say, yeah, we have to look at your and, and especially. It, it, a lot of what the Democrats are proposing may not affect you, but they could affect your heirs. Now, you might not care about that. that that's your own provider. You know, but, but if you are worried about that, 
then what the financial modeling, what we can help you understand is you're not dying today. Now, if you're 95 years old on a deathbed, that's different. Right. But if you're 65 years old and you're all of a sudden really worried about estate taxes because you've heard some of the proposals that the progressive Democrats have have talked about, well, what you really want your financial model to do is say, I don't want to look at my estate today. Mm-hmm. I want to project out with a pretty good accuracy using conservative and realistic assumptions where my estate would be at my life expectancy. Which could be 20 years or more. And by the way, if it looks like, if plan A looks like I'm going to be over right. that estate tax threshold or the step up and basis new rules or what have you, that I my my kids are going to be uh, having a, a wealth transfer tax, then I've got 30 years to work on that. And maybe I'd rather spend the money down. Right. On my, maybe I will go on that added vacation. Maybe I'll buy an upgraded car. Maybe I'll go to the spa. Or maybe I'll start paying something to do things or help my kids out. I mean, the gifting can be outright gifts. It could be paying for education. It could be helping your kid with cash flow so they can put money into the company plan. But it's understanding how those decisions you make today affect that long-term outcome instead of not looking at it and then things creep up on you and then you're forced to make a quick decision, which is often the wrong one. Wait a second, I just got an email from Janet Yellen. Okay. Janet Yellen's emailing me. Okay. They were a little bit upset because she she didn't testify, you know, uh, at the, uh, that's one of the things that... um, at a committee hearing this week, and they wanted Janet Yellen to show up, but she didn't show up. And they, she turned a lot of people off, a lot of Congress people off on that, including Democrats. But attention, dear. Wow, she's calling me dear, Carrie. Okay. It's not dear Mark, it's just dear. Are you offended? Okay. <laughs> this is to notify you that a series of meetings have been held by the new setting World Trade Organization, the WTO. Hmm. Um, you don't think this is a scam, do you, Carrie? Yeah. Um, to assist 10 business entity individuals who have been a scam victim in the past year due to COVID-19 pandemic. And your contact appears to be one of the lucky 10. Hmm. The Office of the World Trade Organization has issued a cashier check from the United States Treasury Department, Washington, D.C., in the sum of $2 million, Carrie. I, I won two, I got $2 million coming to me. Okay. Two million United States dollars to assist you and your company to recover part of your lost money and to refuel your business for the upcoming World Trade Zone this 2021. So do they need your bank information so they can wire it to you? Hmm. Let's see. Um, Remember that we have forward instruction to the the Janet Yellen, to the Janet Yellen. Yeah. On your behalf to receive the cashier check, but you have to confirm it again to avoid any mistake. So feel free to contact Janet Yellen. And the phone <laughs> the phone number is area code 202-712-2900. Hmm. And instruct him. Well, isn't last time I checked, Janet hadn't transferred <laughs> or hasn't transgendered yet. No. Okay. To instruct him where to send your cashier check. 202 is a Washington, D.C. number. Hmm. Okay. Um Take care and God bless you. Goodbye for now. Mm. So if you get an email from Janet Yellen, mm-hmm. it's probably a scam. Right. You know, there's been a lot of scams. We've, we've heard a lot of scams with the Ohio Vaximillion. Right. Okay. So A lot of unemployment scams. By the way, there's I was a notice I heard on the radio this week was on veterans. There's a lot of scammers that target veterans on Memorial Day, the week after and before saying, oh, there's this great deal. Don't ever do anything to wire money or, you know, here's some veteran benefits you might not be aware of. And it's. Yeah. So we do over the years, Carrie, how many our clients have fallen for these? Mm hmm. But luckily enough, they they call us. Most of them call us, right, and say, you know, Mark or Carrie, is this real? 
and we have to break them the bad news that right. it's not real. I think of my favorite years ago, one of our clients, and she was getting older. She lived on her own. She was so excited. The president of Canada, the president Colin, of Canada, was going to bring a new her. office. <laughs> yeah, well. And I felt bad because she thought she won a million. They, she only had to write a check for ten. I was like, no, 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 no. Ten thousand or ten dollars. Yeah, ten thousand for Oof. the taxes, and then they would get her the balance. Or I mean, it, I think it's terrible these scammers that take advantage. Yeah. So, and 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 also it, tell your elder parents this, mm-hmm. especially tell them that yeah. Your child, meaning the grandchild, isn't going to call up grandma to say that he needs to be bailed out of a Florida jail. Or in a hospital where I had one, I was sitting in the office. I just talked to my son and somebody in a whisper like, Mom, I just got in an accident. Real soft. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I said, what hospital? And then he was really quiet. And I was like, because I want to know, but since I talked to you a half hour ago, if you got an accident and you're fixed up and back, that's the most amazing hospital. I want to know where you're at. <laughs> I'd love to give it a five-star rating on Google or something. And he was, uh, <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've had sometimes fun too when they, when they call, if, mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm not just too impatient and just immediately hang up. Yeah. All right. So enough of the scams. Don't fall for the scams. Mm-hmm. If you're concerned about it, it, you know, it same thing with the IRS. You know, IRS isn't going to send you emails. Mm-hmm. You know, or call you or and say we're going to arrest you. If you don't give me a credit card number, they're going to come over and arrest you tomorrow. Yeah. That's that. All right. 4% rule, Carrie. So we've been working on the 4% rule. So if you go back, you can always listen to our podcast. I think this is the third week, Carrie, that I'm working. So the, the so, so the first week, we just discussed you know, what the 4% rule is. Everybody should know that, the idea of a safe withdrawal rate as you go into retirement so you don't run out of money before life, which was the number one baby boomer concern, right? Then the second week, I think we... The twist on it is how you would have to modify the 4% rule if you believe we are headed for a higher inflationary period beyond that's, you know, transitory. Right. Or if you thought it was transitory. In other words, it's up to you. You can tell the robot to make the modifications. You might want to run two or three different versions depending on a best worst case scenario. Today, I want to focus a little bit, you know, about a lot of people that say that the 4% rule is broken, Carrie, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. articles on that. And remember, the 4% rule, William Benjamin, you know, the creator of it, 1994, he published his work. And part of the idea is what he did was he was looking at 30-year periods, right? So he was, he went back and back tested All the 30-year periods, like, you know, 1993 back 30 years, 1992 back 30 years, 1991 back 30 years. You get the point, right? And then he forward-tested, back-tested. He tested different allocations, you know, 100% growth, 0% fixed, you know, 90, 10, 80, 20, 70, 30, you know, all the way down Mm -hmm. to zero growth and 100% fixed. Right. And what he was doing was he was trying to say which was the one that consistently worked in all those back 30-year periods, right, Mm -hmm. that didn't, the client didn't run out of money. Okay. And, you know, in other words, and he was, the idea was spending the last hour on the last day. So, you know, if you had the million dollars when you went to retirement, at the end of 30 years, that million dollars was approaching zero. But one of the things he added, you know, it was the inflation factor and, and the rate of return. And, and, and basically, he based his conclusion using a 50-50 type of portfolio. He said that was more, that was the one that most consistently made the 30-year periods work. Okay. The least amount of the 30-year periods that failed. As a fact, I, I'm trying to remember the study. I don't know if any, if it ever failed. In the 30 years, you know, a 50-50 portfolio designed to get about a 5% rate of return, which is what he used in the 4% rule. Okay. So it's interesting because I I was just wondering, well, how has, what, what happens if you retired right before the lost decade? Ouch. Okay. So meaning that, remember, in the lost decade, that's the period from, you know, 1998, end of 1998 to the end of 2008, that 10-year period where we saw the S&P 500 have two drops of 50% from peak to trough. 
doesn't mean that they ended up the year, right. but from peak to trough. That's the, it never happened before in stock market. Okay. It's, it hasn't happened since. Let's could, hope it never happens could again. Could it happen again, right? So the idea is, so I went back and said, well, I just played around with it and said, okay, well, how, let's say you did retire on December 31st, 1998, because your 401k, remember the rational exuberance, was at the, the million dollar, you know, which said, okay, I can retire. So let's say you had a million dollars in your nest egg at the end of 1998. You retired, and now you say, I'm going to rely on the 4% rule. So now you're 22 years into it, right? Going through 2020. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Are you going to make it? Now, so what did I use? So for the 50-50 portfolio, for the growth side, I'm going to use the S&P 500. Okay. And for the fixed side, I'm going to use the you know U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. Okay. All right. Now, so let's say 1999 was the first year. Okay, well, just roughly, this is what that index of 50-50 did. Okay. Okay, so in 1999, um, you actually had the the S&P was still positive for 1999. Okay. Okay. Um, The bonds was slightly negative, but you still wound up the year with a 9.36%. Okay. Now, remember... What he, what he what the four percent rule was based on was a five percent return. Okay, but then you go into the you know then you had the the tech bubble burst right, right. in March of two thousand. All right, so even with so in two thousand, okay, so even though the S and P was down five percent, well, I'm saying the fifty percent of it it was down ten, mm-hmm. but you know you you you're only fifty percent in right, there, so you're you're down five, and but the bonds did pretty well that year. The bonds were up about 5.82% in, okay. in this 50% of it. The bonds were up 11, you know, I keep reading the, the your 50% share. So if the S&P was down 10 and the bonds were up 11 to 12, you're 50-50, you're still slightly positive. About okay. 75 basis points. Okay. Um, but then the slide continued. Right. So then in 2001... Okay, the S&P's down 13%, bonds are up 8%, you're 50-50, your net is down 2.3. Okay. So then in the next year you're down 6.56. Then in 2000, Ooh. yeah, that was the bottom, you know, 2002, right? Yeah, the Enron disaster, you know, and all that. Um, then in 2003 things started turning around again. Your 50-50 portfolio was up 15% in 2004. It was up 6.67%. Okay. Um, 2006, it was up 8.98%. 2007, it was up 5.25%. Then you had the 2008, the Great Recession. Okay. So in 2008, you're down 16.6%. Oof. Okay. Um, with your 50-50 portfolio. And I could go on and on, but so let's go. So so let's so, hope you would adjust at some point. But but here's the point. All right, so at, let's go through 2020. So okay. now with 22 years done. Okay. Right, because we had a great bull run after then. Well, let, well, let me just finish. If you just look at the lost decade, right? Just those those 10 years. Okay, you were still with a 50-50 portfolio. You're still up 2.35. Okay. Annualized, but you're nowhere near the five. That's right. the problem. Right. Okay. Um, so now at the end of, but let's see at the end of the 2020. Okay. Um, you know, how are you, how are you doing? Well, so I go back and said, so if you started the million dollars, we know that under the 4% rule, you would have started taking out 40,000 a year. Right. And then the next year you take out three and a half percent more than the first year. Right. And then the next year, three and a half percent more, regardless of what's happening in the background. Let's just right. say you follow the four the percent rule. And With said, that inflation increase. Yeah, because you wanted to keep your spending going. Well, had you had you gotten five percent every year. OK. Right. You'd be going into 2021 with still seven hundred and three thousand in your nest egg. Which is a nice chunk. And now the forty thousand annual distri- you know distribution with the inflation is no longer forty thousand. Now it's eighty five thousand. Okay, that's how Biden. That's how Biden. That's how Benjamin said you're going to maintain your lifestyle. 
Okay. But now, let's say you start in a lost decade. You're not going to be there, right? Right. So where are you going to be? Can you do that math in your head? I cannot. Okay. Well, robot can. So now, if you follow that 4%, that 40,000 withdrawal, with the actual returns that the lost decade and up to 2020 gave you in that 50-50 portfolio, mm-hmm. 50% S&P 500, 50% in the U.S. aggregate bond index, right? You, you don't have 702000 going into 2021. You've got 554000 Okay. All right. Now, let's say you continue, though, to take out what you... Before. Before. The four, the, like, or whatever the four. Because remember I said under you're the... You're increasing it for inflation. Right, because remember, it, it under the 4% rule, it says you could take out 85000 this year. Under with the 703 based on the 5% each and every year. Right. And you'd still not run out by in the remaining eight years. Okay. Okay. But now you're not starting with seven hundred two thousand. You're starting with five fifty four. But let's say you kept. You didn't want to reduce your spending, Wait, or maybe out of need. I mean, sometimes it's just I need so that. You, expense. So you still plan on taking out the eighty five thousand? Okay. And let's assume you continue to do that for the remaining eight years. That would end the thirty year period. Okay. And let's assume that going forward, you get to the 5% for the remaining eight years. Okay. Are you going to make it? Hmm. Actually, not. I was going to say, just mathematically, just guessing. You're I would probably, say no. Yeah, the, you're going to come short. The, the robot says you're going to run out in the 29th year. Okay. Not the 30th year. Okay. Oh, so not that bad. Now, what it's happens? It's not as bad as... I would have thought it would have been. Now, so do we think that Biden's 4% rule will hold up in the in the worst, in the lost decade? If you started in the lost decade, it might. You mean Benjins? Benjins. What did I, I say? I keep saying Biden. I keep saying Biden. It's Benjins. too many Bs too on many the Bs. show today. Build back better. Okay. Um, all right. Now, so, but let's say you wanted to adjust. Because what if you said, well, Mark, I, you know, I, I don't want to run the risk of running out too early. Okay, so now you got to adjust. So if you're if you're going in now with you've got the five hundred fifty four thousand instead of the seven hundred thousand, and you're going to assume five percent a year ongoing, you you can't take out the eighty five thousand, Carrie. You have to adjust that down mm-hmm. to about seventy two thousand eight hundred. Mm. It's about a fourteen and a half percent. Yeah, decrease. but it depends what you need. If it's healthcare, is it discretionary? Can you is make it- that? Now, what if you say, well, Mark, I think we're only going to get 4%. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then you're going to have to cut down from 85000 a year to 70000 That's a chunk. That's about 18%. That might be tough to do. But you get the point. At least it puts you in a decision-making mode. Right. That's, okay. So um, that's what we do with the 4%. Now, next week, Carrie... Okay, I'm going to shift and get away from the 4% rule and talk about the best advice you can give your college, financial advice you can give your college grads. I'm on board with that. Talking about the 50-30-20 rule. Yep, I already started that with my oldest. Made popular by Elizabeth Warren. You can call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com and have a great Memorial Day weekend. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.